Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week, we're starting our discussion about our personal experiences in the gaming realm. All things game, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, from our past with games, like how we were introduced to them, uh, both board games and video games, and like arcades, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a few things that I experienced that were kind of niche as far as what was available gaming-wise for a minute. Okay. It was kind of a transitional time, um, but we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fancy. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, just gaming uh, where we think it's going, what we're doing right now. Um, just talking about our favorite bits, past, present, and future. You know, it's funny if you'd have asked me this about games before we met. I'd have been like, I don't do games. I'm not a gamer. I don't. I don't do games. Games are for kids. Now it's a whole different story. <laughs> like, I'm a big kid at heart. I wasn't very good at video games once the, um, what are like the R, the R3 and L3, you know, once those became buttons as well as movement and camera triggers as well, you know, the sticks. Oh, yeah. Um, once those became actual buttons and functions, that's when they lost me. I was like, nope. <laughs> the, the, um, Nintendo 64 was hard enough. And then after that, it was like, nope. Well, the 64 had to be one of the weirdest controllers ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it made absolutely zero sense. It was like it was designed for aliens with three (laughs) hands. So that, because it had the three, like, Yeah, it had the handles, handles, and then it had the middle one that they assumed that you could reach your finger all the way over. Well, you kind of figured that it meant to be used interchangeably. Like, if you were playing a game that had a, like, a trigger, it was a shooter game, then that Z trigger on the bottom of the controller, that's that's the handle that you would use. Mm-hmm. Any other game where it was just like a platformer and you just were Moving using the right, D-pad yeah. or whatever, you could use the smaller one like a regular right. controller. Well, that's how I always, in my head, that's how I always envisioned it, was you just hold on to the left and right side of the controller, and only if you wanted to be fancy did you fiddle <laughs> with the middle of the 64 which just now putting my hand in this weird contraption of a position, I think I know why my wrist hurts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that was the system that also introduced Mario Party mm-hmm. with the mini games that had the rotating the the oh, joystick like really really joystick. fast. Yeah, yeah and people yeah. would get little blisters on yep. the palms of their yep. hands. That like that became the sign of a true like Mario Party fanatic, yep. you know? I remember that. <laughs> but we're kind of jumping like midstream into I, mean, I think our history of it. But, but I think at that point was a pivotal turning point. Yeah. Because I mean I grew up on much, much older systems. Like I remember we had an Atari. So I grew up on old School. Oh gosh. Like we played Atari, but NES was still and still is one of my favorites. Um, but at about the 64 era, that's when I dropped off because I just wasn't very good at those games. Yes, I had a PlayStation and I had a Game Gear. Those were probably about the closest that I came to new quote unquote consoles um, or quote unquote new 
consoles. <laughs> Had the quotes in the wrong spot. Um, <laughs> but but after that, I just kind of like fell off the face of the earth, you know, like maybe got a PlayStation 2. And, you know, after that, every system I had was two, three, four years old. and I didn't play it much unless it was a racing game because that's all I could do. I couldn't keep up with the first persons I still can't do, but I couldn't keep up with the you turn this uh, stick to look and turn this one to walk so you can look to the left and walk to the right. Right. You know, at the same time. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how do I do this? (laughs) Yeah, it's something I have noticed while watching you that (laughs) you keep to a very specific range of motion as far as cameras go. <laughs> like, you don't look up very much or down very much. So when I'm like, I'm sure there's something above your head that if you looked at, it would make this a lot easier, but you won't look up. I'm so. getting better. <laughs> it, it has. It can't be in combat. It can't be while, you know, I'm doing something. But if I'm stuck, that's when I look around. Because I'm like, okay, there's something I'm missing. So I've started looking around. I just haven't gotten to the point of doing that while also doing something else getting and i'm slowly getting there (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me of this story that i heard about a guy playing games for the first time with his girlfriend and it was one of those things where he had been playing for years and years and years Mm -hmm. like us where i i've been playing since i was was like you you. (laughs) our situation our situation is the same as theirs yeah where she has picked it up much later than he had Mm -hmm. and Things that are just second nature to him, she doesn't even think to try yet. Right. So I keep trying to remember that so I'm not like, why don't you just do the thing? Do the thing! Do Do the the thing! thing. (laughs) Press your button! Do the thing! (laughs) Just press the button! Do the... You can... (laughs) And I I don't want to just like reach over and grab the controller out of your hands and just be like, okay, we're going to just do this for you and it's back in your hands. I didn't do anything at all. (laughs) But I will say um, because I primarily grew up on Nintendo like after Atari, everything we had was Nintendo until I was probably in my late teens when I had my Game Gear and my, well no, I had my Game Gear in my early teens but like my PlayStation didn't come until almost 20 and that was PlayStation. The very first one. PlayStation. Wow. Yeah. That's how far behind I was. But everything prior to that was Nintendo. So when you think about the way games are made, Nintendo games are not super complicated. Yeah. They're family-friendly games that everyone can play, and that's what we played. So when I saw, you know, like, um, Doom and Call of Duty and and all these other, like, first-person shooter games or, like, big puzzle, like, my biggest puzzle game was Tomb Raider. Yeah. And I never played it in first-person because I couldn't figure it out. I didn't like being surprised with something attacking me from behind. Oh, so, so you I like to be third able to person. See it. Yeah, I like seeing the back of my character's head, so I know what's coming behind me. Um, I feel like it's cheating now, but it was the only way that worked for me. I mean, I've, I've looked, and it still scares you when they attack it's still from does. behind. <laughs> but it's not as scary as what's hitting me. So now I have to look around and figure out what That's it true. is. <laughs> yeah, when when we started, or when my family started being a interested in video games it wasn't until the super nintendo mm. we never had an original nes really? nope. oh. so we got the super nintendo for christmas one year okay i remember unwrapping it and losing my ever-loving mind <laughs> and love that love that we had 
like back then consoles came with a game. Yes. And I think two it came with two usually. controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could actually play with someone. I feel straight like that's out of a Nintendo box. thing though. I feel like that was a solely Nintendo well, thing. Well, by the time other consoles were really doing it, I mean I think Sega did. Sega might have, yeah. They might have had to, but they always came with Sonic, probably. That's why I have <laughs> I feel like that's I, all I, I never have. I that that was like the one system that I never had anything for except the game gear. Like that was the one thing I had. I never had a, a Genesis, I didn't have a Sega Saturn, Sega C D I think I had Dreamcast, a Genesis. Any of those. Mm-hmm. They also were the first one to just go straight to software. Like, they stopped making consoles after mm-hmm. the Dreamcast. They were like, okay, we're going to leave it up to you three. <laughs> we can't keep up. It's fine. Whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nintendo still holding its own, doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. Xbox kind of just elbowing. I say they just marched in like, <laughs> we're here. Get used to it. <laughs> You're yeah, like, and, oh. and Sony has been around for forever, but they've also been more, like, branching out into other things as well. I feel like Sony is one of those creatures that, like, just cuts its nail through, like, the window screen and just slowly lets itself in. You don't even realize it at first. You're like, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're in your house. You're like, what happened? <laughs> but they're, they're, like, the one that is known for other things as Literally well. Literally everything. You know, they have movies. They have uh, TVs. Like, they... Appliances. They, yeah, they're a yeah. whole entertainment technology Walkman, conglomerate thing. Yeah. Whereas Nintendo, pretty much much strictly gaming. Mm-hmm. Microsoft was computers and then gaming. branched off yeah. into gaming. Um, I don't know where Sony originally started. Um, I feel like Sony started, well, my first encounter with Sony was either appliances or TVs. I feel like that's where I know them the most. Okay. But so, yeah. so yeah, to, to jump back, started with the Super Nintendo. We played Mario Kart like crazy. Of course. If you didn't, I'd be worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Super Mario World, I found every little thing on that. Is that where your side questing began? Probably. I mean, Ugh. it was one of the ones that had all the little extra levels that you didn't need to solve, but mm. you could. Um, first time you had Yoshi. That's true. That's the game that introduced Yoshi. I never really got into Zelda or... Um, well, I, I played Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but that was about it. I think the only Zelda game I had was for the NES, and it was a gold game. That's all I remember. That was that, that was that was Ocarina of Time. Okay, and I barely played it, but I did play it. So that's the only one I've ever had was the NES Gold. I just remember I think that was the one we had issues with. Oh, the oh, the NES Gold. Oh, yeah, that, the that NES. Oh, that one. Um, I think is. I think it was just Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I think um, that's all it was. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. But wow. Yeah. I mean, that's... If, if it's in good condition, it might be worth a pretty penny if you still had it. Yeah, if I still had it, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I do. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mario was pretty much the only big property of Nintendo's that mm-hmm. I got into. I got a little bit into Kirby um, just because um, I had access to a Game Boy. Like a friend of mine had a Game Boy and I would play his a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirby always was one of my 
my favorite games to play just because you suck up their enemies and <laughs> throw them out the other way. Or you take their powers. It was really cool. Um, just a different kind of game, in my opinion. Right. But uh, I never got into Metroid. Like, mm-hmm. I, the, the very first game I played of Metroid was on the GameCube with uh, Metroid Prime. Just because I think it was one of those um, debut titles that came out with it and I was interested. Oh, okay. Um, it was that and Luigi's Mansion ah. with the GameCube. The first Luigi's Mansion is one of my favorite <laughs> Nintendo games, like, period. But yeah, I don't... We My mom had a GameCube, um, but that was when I was in my 20s, I think. And I think all we played was Monkey Ball. Oh, gosh. So that was literally it. And I was like, this is lame. <laughs> like, I never, I'm so I ne- bored. <laughs> I never had Monkey Ball. I think I played it at somebody's house because it did seem like everybody had a GameCube. Right. Just oh, because yeah. when they did come out, they were really affordable. Mm-hmm. Like, they were the cheapest console that was around for a minute. Well, and you thought of all the space savings with how small it was and the discs were small. You're like, this is right. really cool. And, and that was always the thing with Nintendo, too. They were always the one to do something different from the other two. Yeah. You know, like... Microsoft and Sony, they had the regular DVD-sized discs. Right. Um, They were also around before, um, when the N64 came out, they still had uh, the cartridges. The other ones were were already on discs, so... They, they held on to things a little bit longer, or they just went an entirely other direction. Like, why have a miniature disc for your game? I mean, right. it's, it's very innovative and a way to stand yourself apart. But it also is kind of like what I'm always complaining about with Apple, is that it doesn't play well with others. Right. Like, you can't play um, a DVD in a GameCube. No. But you could play a GameCube game in, um... A Wii. A Wii, yeah. When the Wii came out, you could play a GameCube. And I think that's what people were most excited about when the Wii came out, was, oh, I can still play my GameCube games. I don't have to have two consoles. And I'm finding that as new consoles come out, backwards compatible is a big deal for people. It, oh, yeah. I mean, it is for me, it especially. Al- it, it always has been, yeah. Ever since um, games have been more on disc, more digital, the need for you to be able to play your old games on your new console Mm -hmm. has basically kept consoles alive while PCs are kind of... PCs blowing them out the water. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason there's a Reddit uh, channel called PC Master Race. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I will say in that instance, PC is superior because it doesn't matter what iteration, whether it's a PS3, PS4, PS5 game, your computer is going to play it. Because you've downloaded it for PC. I mean, you can always upgrade certain aspects of your PC. It becomes more of a, um, what is it, Ship of Theseus or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, where that, an that, old that, part comes on and yeah, when like Windows, a new ship. Yeah, like your computer that you have, I guess unless you change the casing on it, you might think of it as a different computer. Right. But you're constantly wanting to upgrade uh, the the graphics card, the, mm. um, the memory, the processor, the motherboard. Like, at what point do you consider it an entirely new computer? Right, Um, right. And at that point, do you consider it like a new generation? But, of course, you're always going to consider that graphics card is probably the thing that makes your games playable, so you're going to base it off of 
that generation. Right. Well, it's funny because I think I have um, one of my Tomb Raider games, like one of the first Tomb Raider games. Um, it's probably at this point 15-ish years or more older. I could pop it into your computer now and it would work. Oh, it's older than 15 years. Shush. It's about 15 I, 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 I know we're perpetually in the year 2000. <laughs> But it, the the year 2000 was actually over 20 years you, ago. I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but I could pop it into your computer right now. Whereas if you take a console game, like I'm looking at my PS2 games. I don't have a PS2. I've got to pop it in the PS3, yeah. which is backwards compatible. But, you know, we have a PS3, PS4, and PS5. <laughs> so well, I, I have found certain PC games that don't have any support. On newer That'll be the anymore. one that keeps them apart. And it, it may honestly not be playable anymore. I think I popped it in a couple of years ago and it still worked. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> um, but I had to start all over because obviously my memory was gone. Yeah, there was this one PC game that I really liked called The Movies. It was just called The Movies. All right. And you started a... It was a... Um, a like a studio builder game. Okay. Where you love the builder games. I forget. I, I, yeah, the, like SimCity, all those I different I don't ones. understand it, but okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Just to live vicariously through these other scenarios of life. <laughs> Unencumbered by the logistics of paperwork and going bankrupt if you do it wrong. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but it was one that just let you go through kind of the history of the movie studio business mm-hmm. where you built the um, production office, different stages, different sets. Uh, you hired or created different actors with different strengths, and then you would produce these movies. You would film these movies and release them, and depending on how the reviews went, you would get a certain amount of money mm-hmm. afterward. Um, and you would do better and better or worse and worse, and you'd get certain awards or Razzies or whatever. Okay. Uh, and I never got to finish it because I was always getting distracted. Of and then by the time I wanted to, or got the time to play it again, I couldn't because my computer had... Aww. A new operating system that I couldn't play it on anymore. That stinks. Right. So I believe I can probably find a digital copy of the game nowadays to try to play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to see. Yeah. There was one game, because I didn't play many computer games, because we didn't get a computer until I think it was like 98. And it was a Gateway, which feels weird to say, because I don't know if Gateway still exists anymore. The funny thing about Gateway, as far as I know, the last I heard of it was, so you're familiar with the the stores, the Gateway stores yeah. that popped up. Yes, for, that's where we the got time. the computer from, with right. the big cow boxes. <laughs> so <laughs> those were around for a while. And then um, apparently it happened that Gateway... Gateway had kind of overexpanded mm-hmm. and overmarketed itself. Okay, like they had spent all their money on marketing and, and had not been sales. And well, well and, then didn't have the sales. Not, not yeah. uh, innovation either. Like oh. they were selling just kind of subpar technology. Oh, that sucks. So I believe it was Acer bought them. Oh, so this other smaller computer company Is. bought them out. Told them, we know you guys are capable of making much better products than you're making leave the advertising and all that stuff to us like you don't have to spend money on that do what you do best make your computers good Mm -hmm. i actually had one of the top of the line uh laptop like gaming laptops for a minute 
Um, and like for a while, like it was the hottest laptop I've ever owned. Is that the the black one? Yeah, the big one. Oh, the big. Oh, yeah, 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 the big, big one. Okay. Like for about ten years, I could play any game that came out. And that's impressive for technology. Especially for a laptop. Right, right. Because laptops usually aren't known for being that great at gaming unless you get a some, gaming like, laptop. Like, like the Alienware or right. like one of those ones that's specifically for gaming. But this Gateway computer did really well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what okay, happened to so Gateway. Okay, so Gateway became was, Acer. Okay. Yeah, they just overexpanded, were about to go bankrupt, got bought, were told, just do what you do best. <laughs> Leave it to us. It's okay. <laughs> That's cool. Because, yeah, I remember the big, massive gateway computer we had. And I didn't really have many games other than, like, the basic Windows games. But there was one text game that, like, I think you could move the character. It was an 8-bit. You could move the character, like, left and right. It was some kind of castle. But you had to type in what you wanted it to do. And that was such a weird concept to me. Because, you know, I was so used to, like... You move the controllers, press A, <laughs> press B, whatever. This is like, no, pick up the one that always stopped me was pick up the pumpkin or break the pumpkin. And that's where you'll find the key to this mansion. I couldn't for the life of me spell the word pumpkin at the time. <laughs> oh, so no. I kept getting stuck. And I was like, I don't understand. And this was before you could search the web <laughs> on how do you spell pumpkin, you know? <laughs> so I was like so frustrated. I'll never forget how to spell pumpkin now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was two peas in pumpkin. I mean, there is two peas in pumpkin. Or I mean, okay, maybe I did forget how to spell pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I thought there was one. I was like, pumpkin. Oh. Okay. So that's why. I knew, I knew it had to do with the pea, but I was like, I don't understand. I'm saying pumpkin. <laughs> I can't even remember what that game was called now, but I just remember it just being the bane of my existence because it required spelling. Because oh. if you didn't spell it right, it didn't know what to do. It was looking for specific ones and zeros to right. do an action. Um, I also remember like the very beginning of my experience with computer games was at school. Really? In, they let you play games at school? In elementary school. Well... They, they considered them to be educational games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like Oregon Trail. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. You know, like when games were on those giant floppy disks, I'm not talking about the three and a half. So I'm talking about the big guys that yeah. had to get locked in. Yeah. And you changed out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they game Yeah, yep. they, they had certain ones. It was like a cross country USA where you were like a um, a tractor trailer driver. Oh, a tractor driver. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you were delivering different commodities. Why does that sound around, familiar? Around the country, and you would um, pick up certain routes, and it would keep track of your stats. Like, are you hungry? You're ravenous. So are, the very are you, first Sims. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you tired? Yes. No. A little tired. Um, just to keep track of all your different things and where you'd need to stop and. Just the logistics of being a truck driver. I feel like I've played that as well. <laughs> it hadn't dawned on me today. I was like, yeah, that sounds familiar. But we had that. We we actually got to play um, in one of my classes. It was later on and also well, usually on Fridays <laughs> when when the teacher was just kind of like, okay, we've kind of learned what we needed to learn this week. Do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Uh, he would let us play um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh. Because it was also kind of a trivia game, so you would learn stuff as you went. Fair. Okay. okay. Um, but it was usually like typing-based games. 
mm-hmm. where the faster you typed, the better your little character did on the game. Oh, see, I was I would nail those because in our computer class, they would put a wooden um, board yeah. over the keyboard. Over your, so yeah, you so you couldn't see your keys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had to know where your home keys were. Right. And for the longest time, I was just like leaning back so <laughs> that I could see a little bit of the keys because I was always like, is that O or P? Because my ring finger was always like, I don't know which one this is. I'm just like thinking to myself, I don't want to make a mistake. And but all that time, my score is just dropping. It's funny. If my teacher would have seen you doing that, you'd have been smacked with a ruler. <laughs> you were not allowed to. You, you had to sit up straight with your hands under like proper oh, positioning. Like our, our computer teacher tried to gaslight us that the year Y2K had actually happened, that we were actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about the Y2K scare. <laughs> and, and that we had been uploaded into computers. Oh, God. They thought you were in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He tried to make heart. us think that we were. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing that is amazing i I love that i mean as silly as it sounds now it's probably terrifying if i'm remembering right the teacher's name was mr reynolds i think i think that's his first name ryan no (laughs) no he was already much older than ryan reynolds is today (laughs) That's that's so funny though so i know we've been talking primarily about video games but there's also you know the original start of games probably started with board games. Yeah. I know that's something that you kind of carried on. I, not so much. I still struggle with board games because they're significantly more complex than Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That that was something... I feel like my family didn't really play a lot of them either. Like, we had all of the basics. Like, we had Monopoly. We had Clue. I feel like we had Life. Um, I ended up buying most of the Simpsons editions Mm -hmm. of, of board games. So those we mostly still have today. But it wasn't until my friends started playing Settlers of Catan oh. that I started getting into other more complicated type games. Yeah, you guys play some weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> but we played that. We had um, Arkham Horror. We also um, played this one that had a videotape aspect to it where you would play it next to a TV. Oh, weird. Yeah, it was called Atmosphere. Okay. Where you would play as different um, kind of scary characters, like a mummy or a werewolf or a witch, a zombie. I think there were a couple of others. But you would just be playing through this game trying to... I think you were trying to collect all the different pieces for your character by moving around the board. Mm -hmm. But you had to do it fast enough because at certain random times on the videotape, this guy would come up and he'd stop! Whose turn is it next? Hands up. And you would also, like, you'd want to try to interact with the video. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, But they would tell you what the next person had to do, and it would affect the game. That's cool, though. So so it was like 
board game mixed with hot potato because it was timed <laughs> so that if it was your turn, it added that a bit of anxiety right, to it. Right, right. You're supposed to play it, like, at night in the dark to add to the atmosphere. Mm, and, no. <laughs> and at the beginning of it, you were supposed to put your, like, worst fear nope. into, like, a cauldron in the middle of it. And you put it in, and somehow, at some point, it was triggered that someone would reach in, and if you pulled out your own worst fear, then you lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it's not gonna come true like Jumanji's. <laughs> like, no thank you. I'm not telling anybody my worst fear. <laughs> But speaking of Jumanji, that's one of those weird things that kind of transcends all of the aspects yeah. of um, gaming and movies and pretty much everything. Well, and I love, too, that Jumanji became such a thing that, you know, it was the movie with Robin Williams, of course, became popular enough that they actually made a board game. Right. Then they remade the movie, um, but they got sucked into the game. Right, because it decided to update itself into, into a, a video, video game. game. Yeah, because nobody was playing board games. And then in the newest one, obviously, um, different people. Right. It expanded itself. Right. To be more like today's video games. Like a DLC kind of version right. of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it added characters. Mm -hmm. It expanded its roster. It allowed you to play with more people. Does that mean there's going to be a VR version? I mean, they... That would be cool. <laughs> they, they, of course, teased at the end of the last one that there's going to be another. Right. Just because it looks like the game has come back into the real world. Like I in mean, the first one. I think it would be funny if it got very meta and became some kind of interactive movie or something. Oh. You know? And then people got sucked into the movie. <laughs> the movie of Jumanji, the game. That's the movie. <laughs> that, that would be kind of <laughs> That'd be confusing. super meta. <laughs> but I think it'd be so funny, though, because, like, it, it would just be interesting. That would be a cool way for them to create... A theme park. Well, not... <laughs> <laughs> more like a video game where people were characters, or they were themselves, like you said, watching mm -hmm. Jumanji, and they got pulled into the video game. But it was a version that was more like a MMORPG. Oh. So that instead of this one quest to save Jumanji by putting the gem back or any one of these singular things. It's... It, you have all quests. these different quests and stuff, <sighs> and it's a whole world of Jumanji that you get to live in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that would be... I, it was one of my favorites, and we have Jumanji. We haven't actually played it, but um, it is a fun little game just to have. But the, the funny thing when I think about board games is growing up as a kid, do you know what my favorite board game was? What? Risk. Really? I enjoyed Risk. We played that a bit. We, we Why? <laughs> we actually had to take pictures or before we could take pictures like before you know you had cell phones and right. all that jazz yeah we had to write down where all of the uh so soldiers and cannons and horses were on the Aww. map so that we wouldn't have to play an entire game get like into the night and be like look guys we gotta call it right yeah. and just be like okay, who's doing best right now? Mm -hmm. No, we would go multiple sessions of risk nice. until somebody won it all. 
I don't remember exactly how we did it. I just know that I always had like the most countries for <laughs> whatever reason. I was very easy at dominating other countries. I'm I'm aware of a strategy. It's not a winning strategy, but more of a spoiler strategy where you basically put all of your resources like you basically have to take over Papua New Guinea and Australia. Okay. Like the whole bottom right of the board. And then you just stay there and you build up your resources. You just put them all on that island so that nobody can break through and you always just have that one area where you're getting two extra guys just every turn. Just boom, boom, gotcha. boom. Just tacking them on. Like, you're not trying to expand. You're not trying to play the game as it's supposed to be played. <laughs> but you are able to stay in the game until the very end. That's true, yeah, except they can't get through. Let everybody else destroy themselves. Pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense. It's been a long time since I've played Risk, but it's still, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just absolutely adored that game. Yeah. It was just fun. Um... Another one that I enjoyed that was kind of a family game night thing for us was... Oh, what was it? I think it was called On Scene, where... Is that a Pictionary? It was like a... It was kind of like a Trivial Pursuit and Pictionary, but with a DVD aspect. Man, you had complicated games early. I know. Well, <laughs> like, it was more like adding technological things Well, I know. That's it. what I mean, though. Like, But the rules were all just kind of simple. Like, once right. you started playing, it was just kind of like, okay, that's who's playing. You're answering trivia questions it's on the screen instead of on a whiteboard mm -hmm. um but it was all about movie trivia so that's why you know what you know well <laughs> i think that's why we got the board game was because of me and because i asked for it and i was like i can win this yeah and that's probably <laughs> why you continue to know trivia knowledge because you're like it comes in handy for games yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's great i love it but i just think that's funny like i was never good at the trivia games um just because i i don't remember small details that they usually ask for i barely remember overarching things anymore <laughs> um but yeah it's uh that's pretty cool because I think I've only played Trivial Pursuit a couple of times, but that would have been fun. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of the party games. Mm -hmm. I know there's the the ones that are for usually mature audiences only, like Cards Against Humanity, mm -hmm. like Joking Hazard. What is it? Trolley versus... Uh, trial by Trolley. Trial by Trolley, yeah. Yeah, the ones that uh, Cyanide and Happiness came out with. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of new party games that are card games mm -hmm. that have been kickstarted that I fully support. Like, indie games is a great new area to get into gaming. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just because there are so many out there that have very cool themes on similar premises. Yeah, I think my only... It's funny, my only like downside to gaming is there's not many board games that are two-player. That's true. And there's not many video games that are not online multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, we kind of missed the time of split screen. Yeah, <laughs> I miss... Although I will say, four-player split screen on Mario Kart was absolutely atrocious every single time. Well, yeah, because most of the time the screens were itty-bitty. Yeah, they're like 30-inch screens. <laughs> and you had to be right in front of them and, and hopefully be in the right alignment in front of the 
the oh, screen. it's the worst when you don't know what corner of the TV you Yeah, have. If, if you were on the left side, but your person was on, the, like, the top right, you're like, uh, it feels so far. Or if you think you're on the top right to realize you're on the bottom left, you're like, crap. The, <laughs> the angles are too extreme. <laughs> now, obviously, with 70-inch TVs, it would be perfect. Right. So if we could go back to split-screen gaming, <laughs> that'd be great. But how often do you have people over now? I mean, so I will say when we do Mario Party on the Switch, that is nice because it's not split screen. It's turnstile. That's true. So everybody gets the full screen, but we can all still play together. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where Nintendo has excelled is their multiplayer. Not necessarily online, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo has always been about being, um, about gaming together. Mm-hmm. Um, having that ability, like, they, they were the first ones that started doing the motion-controlled mm-hmm. controllers. Yeah, right when I finally taught myself that it doesn't matter how hard I turn my controller, I'm not gonna turn left. Nintendo went, oh, hey, turn your controller left if yeah, you wanna turn... We, we actually <laughs> gave you a steering wheel to put your controller in, so it makes sense It's like, I've worked it. so hard to untrain <laughs> myself that. <laughs> like, they, they did it that way. PlayStation did something similar by putting a little wand on the end of theirs. Yeah, placed it, and then Xbox had the camera. Yeah, the Kinect. Yeah. Um, which is something I had that sort of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it more for the motion, or, or for the microphone, ah. that you could just tell it, connect, on. Oh, yeah, that, like it, that's it, cool. It was one of the earlier things that... Now they all just have microphones, and yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Everything listens to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether you want it to or not. Right. <laughs> and look, we're here on microphone. Right. So people can listen to us. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 then GameCube, then I jumped over to Xbox because I wanted to play um, Halo 2. Mm, Halo 2, I actually had it before I had an Xbox. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Okay. Because I wanted the the metal um, metal case that it came in. It was one of the first ones that I was aware of that had a steel book case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had to have that. That's cool. Beat that, went back and bought the first Halo, played that. I was so mad that the end of Halo 2 is a cliffhanger for the third one. Ended up getting the third one midnight release... Got the Master Chief helmet. Yep. Right there. (laughs) Right there staring at us. Yep. (laughs) Um, Played that. That was an amazing end to the first trilogy. I wish they had left it there, but Mm. of course, it's a very lucrative series for them. So, of course, they expanded on it, uh, created all sorts of other properties off of it. Um, I never really got into PlayStation. Like, I felt bad about it because my friends, they had Final Fantasy and other... JRPGs mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't really understand because I had never really played turn-based games mm. um, unless I was over at their house. So they were my opportunity to expand my gaming to horizons. dabble into PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because my parents weren't really into getting more consoles. Right. Because they didn't want me just bogarting the TV. Right. That's, yeah. Back in the day, kids, we used <laughs> to only have one TV in a house. Maybe two, if we were lucky. Maybe. And it was usually in the adults' room, not the kids' rooms. Um, <laughs> so, it's funny because I feel like 
our console types started the same. Obviously, Nintendo. You started with Super Nintendo. I started with Nintendo NES and Atari, only because I think it's what my parents... Like, yeah, my dad. I, it was my dad's Atari. I, I feel like your dad was the one to start oh, yeah. gaming pretty early. Yeah, so he had the Atari. We barely touched that just because it was so old and we didn't want to break it. So then I think we got the NES. I was maybe four or five at the time. So obviously way too young to play. But I do remember playing Duck Hunt and I hated that dog immensely. <laughs> um, I stayed on NES. I don't remember if we had a Super Nintendo at the time. But if we did, I almost never played it. So I don't remember anything from Super Nintendo. Um, I had a Game Boy. And when I could take my game with me on road trips, done. Don't ask me why I can't read my phone now in a car. But as a kid, I did nothing but play my Nintendo Game Boy in a car ride. Wow. Don't understand what happened uh life i guess um and then let's see i probably played that for as long as i can remember i had a game gear i got it for christmas and all i ever had for it was sonic and i got so tired of sonic um bless his heart um (laughs) i have like sonic one through three and i think i only ever got through one and i was like it's literally the same thing every level there's nothing different it's it's the same thing um once i got into high school i think my boyfriend at the time had a playstation and that's when i was introduced to playstation and mostly it was need for speed nascar racing (laughs) you hear the grit in my voice on that one um I think that was really about it. It was just car games. Yeah. I mean, I was in a car, so it was like, oh yeah, cool. And then that continued on through all of my PlayStation, I'm going to say career at this point, (laughs) um, until I got the PlayStation 3 off of Craigslist, I think. It didn't work, but I knew that I could send it to somebody to have it fixed or something like that. And it came with Uncharted 3. Oh. So I started Uncharted on Uncharted 3. (laughs) And I was so hooked. I had to go back and buy the first two. And I realized, whoo, graphics. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the jump from the first one to the second is big. Imagine jumping from the third to the first. Oof. That was rough. Um... But then I fell in love with that series. I had been playing Tomb Raider on my computer, so I was like, this is just like Tomb Raider. I love this. But Nathan was like kind of the Ryan Reynolds of gaming to me. He was just <laughs> funny and snarky, and I would say things, and he'd say something similar. I'm like, we're like the same person. <laughs> and so I, don't know, I live vicariously through Nathan Drake. Um, and that, yeah, then I just kept up with it. We got the PlayStation 4, and then we just recently got the PlayStation 5. So, yeah. And that's that's kind of been my gist. I mean, I've played with the Wii, I've played with the GameCube, but those were never really my systems. I just played on them. And of course, now we have the um, Switch. Yeah. Um, but switching from a PlayStation 5 game that is Star Wars to Dreamlight Valley, <laughs> that's a hard switch, too, because <laughs> you just run around. I mean, they're very different level. Oh, very. very very, very different level games. Um, just because Dreamlight is supposed to be very accessible, it's supposed to be for anyone who mm-hmm. wants to uh, live a life around Disney characters. Right. I mean, who wouldn't, right? I mean, yeah. And <laughs> at the time, I absolutely loved it because there were things to do and there was goals and missions because I'm very mission-driven. Right. So I've only recently learned about doing side quests and just kind of exploring. But I still have to finish the main story first. <laughs> I just have to. Yeah. Unlike you, who will side quest and eventually get to the end. I mean, <laughs> you, you have found, though, that yes. by exploring, you have abilities now that would have made, would have made the, the main, main story <laughs> a lot easier. It really would have. I'm like, oh, it would have been nice if I had ten stims during the 
big boss battles. Yeah, you wouldn't have made. You wouldn't have had to put it into story mode, probably. No, I probably still would have. But <laughs> <laughs> there was only two battles the entire game. I, had I to mean, put in story yeah, mode. I'm, I'm still just saying you could have had more perks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but to be to be fair. I did a lot better this game than I did the first time. That's the, true. Than I did Fallen Order, so. Well, Fallen Order didn't have a lot of extra stuff. No, but I still didn't side quest like at all. Oh, So okay, yeah. I, I, I fought it on the hardest story mode you could probably fight it on. Probably. <laughs> yeah, didn't go for any of the things that made you any uh, nope. amount better. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that would have made it hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- that's like referring back to earlier with the guy and his girlfriend that didn't do things that you normally do when you're a long time gamer mm-hmm. is just the, the things that you think to do without really think I'm thinking about it. Like when I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy mm-hmm. and I'm exploring a cave or some area, I'm always thinking, okay, where is something hidden? Mm-hmm. Like this is a game that's heavy on exploration. I'm sure there's certain nooks and crannies that this place has been designed in a certain way to draw your eye one way. So I'm going to go this way. I think I get lost too easily. <laughs> you see me struggle with the map all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Hogwarts Legacy has that mini map. That mini map would be so handy in Survivor. So handy. Yeah, I, I feel like Survivor's trying to be the a more immersive type game by really minimizing the um, heads-up display. Which is fine. I mean, that's, that's great and all, but just like in Hogwarts Legacy, it's just that tiny little circle in the bottom corner if i could just see where my character is moving to it'd be like oh i was supposed to pass this rock not that rock and then i would know to move without having to go well bd open my map you know right. like yeah it is nice to set like this is where i want to go and it has little dots on the map that you can go to yeah i can set a beacon but i can only see the beacon when i open the map yeah that is kind of annoying yeah it is i'm adjusting but <laughs> i do get lost a oh, lot Um, so, so after Halo started me off on Xbox, Mm -hmm. that kind of opened my world to really graphically pretty games because... And then you didn't switch to play, back to PlayStation? Well, I I still hadn't... Oh, you hadn't seen seen, a pretty PlayStation Like, the, the only ones I had seen were, like cinematics from Final Fantasy, and I was like, those were the only ones that were like that. Mm, gotcha, okay. Um, I got to have that in the 360. When the 360 first yeah, came out, it had good. a lot of really nice games. Like, Halo 3 was even a really pretty game. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, though, it's still probably my favorite game, video game of all time, is Bioshock. Yeah. Just because I love the concept, I love the look of it, um, the gameplay is a lot of fun, it's very intuitive. Um, it's just one of those games that ticks off all the boxes for me, you know, like, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but the the whole series, even though the second one was a little weak, the um, overall story of the series paying off in Bioshock Infinite um, really makes it, in my opinion, one of the stronger series out there. Um, Assassin's Creed, another mm-hmm. one of those strong That is a really ones. pretty one. I've seen you play um, that one. It's almost done too many, in my opinion, though. They've done some weird versions of Assassin's Creed. I mean, the the first one was good, especially for the start of a game. Right. Um, Did find it strange that an assassin couldn't swim. (laughs) 
that's funny. <laughs> that, that's probably the biggest thing that people <laughs> brag on it for is just like, really? You jump in the water and you die? Altair didn't know how to swim? Really? Yeah, I was like, really? Um, but then moving on to the um, Renaissance, but the, the next three games were all about him. Were all about Ezio. So he became like the assassin for the game. Did really like the idea that it was actually based in the future where the Templars had pretty much taken over um, as more of like a pharmaceutical technological giant. Okay. Um, and the assassins had been driven into being more of a uh, resistance uh, political extremist group. Almost. Mm. Because they were actually willing to kill the Templars that were trying to control everybody. Uh, that was always the thing. Control versus chaos. Right. But then they, they tried branching it off on, into all these different things. And it turned into more of a, uh, oh, Abstergo Entertainment. And these are just stories that are being presented by Abstergo as mm. past memories. Yeah. So you had uh, Unity that was about the French Revolution. You had Syndicate, which was cool. It was about the turn of the century London with all the gangs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Assassin's Creed 3, in my opinion, was probably the weakest, mostly just because the characters just weren't interesting all that much. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, Connor was just kind of a bland character. It was set during the American Revolution. Um, Black Flag was set during um, the golden age of piracy back in the 1600s uh also assassin's creed rogue was set around the same time but in like the north atlantic oh. so you had sailing but with icebergs i mean that could be cool but yeah at this point you're, you're also flooding the market you know like origins back yeah. in the back in egypt odyssey back in ancient Greece. Now we had uh, the most recent one, Valhalla, set mm -hmm. during the Vikings. You're getting all of the different cultures, and it's very cool to see all these different things. Needless to say, there's been a lot of Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it feels like, though, as my, if I like a series, I do, in my heart, want them to continue. But if I see they're making stories, because I am very story-driven. For me, I like the game to be pretty. That's usually why. I do PlayStation um, and also PlayStation exclusive games are amazing. Yeah. But I need a good story. Like I want to follow the story. And if I'm, if there's not a very distinct story to follow or if it's kind of weak, I typically don't keep the fat game. Like I loved Heavy Rain. It was a very movie like game. Yeah. And so uh, what was it? L.A. Noir was supposed to be similar to that. Right. But it was not. Yeah, um, certain games I feel like try to play up on certain technological advances in gaming a little too much mm -hmm. so that when it doesn't hit quite right, like I feel like L.A. Noir fell into that unfortunate place of Uncanny Valley. So like they had all this facial mapping for these real actors that were doing these mocap performances for the game. And the technology was good, but it wasn't great. Right. Like, it wasn't quite enough to get over the fact that they weren't quite matching what the person was trying to convey. Mm -hmm. So they looked weird sometimes, and it just was really off-putting. Really didn't help you invest in the characters all that much. Mm -hmm. um, well, and it was like little side quests, little side quests, little side quests. There was no... I mean, 
mean, there was like a sprinkling of main story within those, but it was not enough to like have, here's a giant cutscene that pulls them all together that you go, oh, that's why this is important. Yeah, and the way they let it be so open that you were able to jump into some story missions mm-hmm. really quickly without exploring other side missions that really fleshed out the story. Like, I was progressing through huge chapters of the story really quickly because you're mostly following the career of this one police officer who becomes a detective. Mm -hmm. But if you choose the wrong missions to go after, just roaming around 19... 40s LA, right? then you're going to be going farther into the story than I'm sure you mean to that quickly. Right. And that's what I love about the new uh, Star Wars Survivor is people have reported that they have skipped the story. And when that happens, there is a pop-up that comes up and says, you know, you're skipping this and or you're skipping important parts of the game and the game may be broken after this. Oh. Do you want to continue? And you can choose to continue. But they're letting you know you're not supposed to be here yet, oh. you know. So you can go, "Oh shoot, I don't want to break the game, hit cancel and not do that." Um which I think is really cool because they know some people do that. They get either side quest heavy and end up somewhere they're not supposed to be or just follow a path and Right, they try really (laughs) hard to get into a thing, and the game, like a lot of games are letting you do now, like I was saying, gives you a lot of freedom. Right. And if you're able to, quote-unquote, break the game, then, like, the fact that you can do it unintentionally now, (laughs) that they want to let you know, hey, just so you know, you keep going this way, it might not work out great, then you can be like, oh, sorry, I was just kind of following this. Right. It's I like that they do that, because there is nothing worse than playing through and then going, how come I can't do this? How come I can't do this? And then you think the game is broken. And it is, but it's not because the game was broken. It's because you broke it. Right. You skipped ahead. You know, you, you, uh, I I would think in a game of poker, that would be like, you started counting cards (laughs) and you saw the end before we started. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I feel like that is kind of the conversation's way of telling us, hey, you keep going, you might have broken the game. So, I think we're going to call it for this week. <laughs> I like it, I like it. We like, don't want to break the game. We, we've, we've pretty well covered we've pretty well covered our past with gaming, mm-hmm. leading up to what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that now. Um, but in a kind of randomized fleshing out of our past, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of letting people know where we're coming from. Yeah, we've got a general not you obviously have more gaming experience than me. Um, because you've kind of carried it through from young adult or young child to adulthood. <laughs> Whereas I had big I mean I look, I was a fourteen year old girl at one point. <laughs> there was boy bands from nineteen ninety-eight to like two thousand and seven. Yeah. There was an era that games didn't matter. Yeah. Even the Backstreet Boys said quit playing games with my heart. So <laughs> games were bad. <laughs> Whereas for me, someone had to tell me that games were bad to keep me from playing them all the time. <laughs> like I, I was always into 
Smash Brothers from the first one. Um, always into um, Call of Duty up until it got to be only about the multiplayer. Yeah, I, I, that I think would be a fun one to kind of talk about because it's not something I typically do, like online multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't mind it when it's a part of a game, but it, when it's the only part of a game, I take issue. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about more of our, our gripes, our loves, our present future type things. Um, we're going to play it kind of loosey-goosey this month. Yeah, um. I mean, I think I think it'll be a different style because obviously gaming comes with different styles too. Some people follow straight to the playbook. I'm story style, your side quest style. So it's kind yeah, of how we're going to... We're, we're going to try to attack the main story most of the time, but we're going to side quest it a lot. That's what my ADHD will allow me to do. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming back for a new chapter, the gaming chapter, mm -hmm. because we are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Dinks.